Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome to Gunfighter Life. Today's episode is going to be entitled, Going Old School. As always, I am your host, Michael Melito. First and foremost, I am a Christian. I make no apologies for that. God is first and foremost in my life, and His Son, Jesus Christ, and this podcast is no different. So aside from that in my life, I am uh, very blessed to have a lot of gunfighting experience, which is one of the reasons I made this podcast. It's not just some ethereal concept that I formed. It's based on real-world you know, experience. I have my biases and my favorites. Everybody does, but I, I try and be grounded in reality and real world experience that a lot of other podcasts and and you know YouTube channels might lack. And nothing against those; they're great. But uh, this podcast, you know, that's one of the reasons I started it. A little bit about me: I grew up uh, shooting at a very young age, hunting and fishing in uh, backwoods of Virginia, and I have been shooting since most of the earliest pictures I have of me walking or with a gun. So I started hunting at a very early age and shooting at a very early age. Hunted everything from gray squirrels on the east coast to prairie dogs on the west coast, white-tailed deer on the east coast, and mule deer and elk on the west coast, and and uh, ducks and grouse and, and whatever else. Started competition shooting at a very early age. Won my first gold medal, I want to say, in 2001. One maybe before that, I started my first shooting competition in 1998. Uh, I've competed in rifle, pistol, shotgun, uh, other stuff too, muzzle loader, archery, even hatchet throwing. If you can compete in it, I've probably done it. Been very blessed to have a broad background in that. I joined the Marine Corps at 17, where I served in the infantry as an assaultman. I did several combat tours, where by God's grace, I made it back alive in one piece, um, both mentally and physically, when a lot of other good men did not. And again, that's a gift of God. I take no credit for that. I also went to work for LAPD after that. Uh, I was an urban urban warfare instructor after my combat tours for the Marine Corps, and then I uh, went to work for LAPD. I did regular assignments and some specialized assignments. I worked on some of the nastiest streets in L.A., and by that measure, some of the nastiest streets in the country carrying a gun, and by God's grace, I made it through that in one piece as well. I served both active duty Army and Reserve Army National Guard, full-time and part-time, primary MOS, again, infantry, so have a few years doing that. My full-time job right now is the leader of a tactical team where gunfighting is very much uh, our bread and butter. I won't say exactly what I do because this podcast is something on the side. It has nothing to do with my day-to-day job. But that is my full-time job, gunfighting, in a very big metropolitan area for a very uh, large entity. If I said what it was, you'd be like, oh, wow, that, that. You'd like You would recognize it. But again, this is not affiliated with that. But that very much shapes things that and continues to shape uh, views that I have. 
I think that pretty much hits all the bases. Uh, let's get into today's topic, going old school. Going old school. Now, it's real popular, and today it sells gun magazines, it sells it sells guns, it sells ammo, the next hot thing, the next hotness, whatever that is, you know, the 6.5 Creedmoor, it's got to be a 6.5 Creedmoor, if it's if it's not, it's it's not good, you know, it's got to be the next new carry round, it's got to be the next new gun, the next new Glock Model 40 something that comes out, it's got to be that next good thing, if you don't have that new thing, you're not a gunfighter, you're not, you're not good enough, like that's, and I get that. That's what sells, and that's marketing. And I went to Shot Show this year, and Shot Show is great. And Shot Show is like my Super Bowl. I love looking forward to it all year and going to it and seeing all the cool stuff that's coming out. And some stuff is legit improvements, and some stuff is just new. Um, but sometimes taking a look back, being a little bit circumspect and looking back at the old school can really benefit us. Instead of worrying about that next new hot thing. What do you have that you could be doing right now? Instead of, you know, spending your time going to gun stores and and pining over that next new niche gun with the suppressor on it and the tritium sights and this and that, you know, maybe could we spend that time going to the range and digging out that gun that we already have instead of that next new, you know, XYZ gun? Can we maybe go back to the safe and dust off that Ruger 1022 or that bolt action or that old single shot 22 and go and practice the fundamentals go practice that sight alignment the next new hot AR is awesome with the you know titanium nitride carbon frozen you know bolt carrier group that's that's great but uh is that really going to make you a better gunfighter than going out and practicing with that old beat-up, you know, Bushmaster AR that you have sitting in the back of the closet with the iron sights? You know, dust that thing off. Put it through its paces. This is this is gunfighter life, not gun collector life. And I got nothing against getting new guns. Um, but I tell you, you know, when I've grown and matured, I, and there's nothing wrong with being a gun collector, but I realized that in my walk that... I'm not going to be a gun collector. I'm going to be a gun fighter. And I have a gun that, unless it was handed down to me or has some some significance, like it was given to me as a gift. And I have several guns like that. I have my grandfather's old, uh, talking old school, I got my grandfather's old turn-of-the-century AH Fox double-barrel 12-gauge that I still go, still go hunt with sometimes just for the nostalgia of it. And I have a few guns like that, but I'm not a collector. I'm a gun fighter. And if I have a gun that really serves no practical purpose to me anymore and I don't shoot... I get rid of it. I get something that will serve me better. So, talking about going old school. Maybe you don't need that next new gun. Maybe you need to go shoot the gun that you have. Maybe you need to take out that old, you know, Marlin Model 60 and a brick of 22 shells. Instead of trying to scrounge up money or time to go get that next, you know, 1911-45... You know, with the slicked up sights and the and the brand new holster and all this, maybe you can go get that old Marlin Model 60 22 that cost 125 bucks, brand new from Walmart, and uh, with a brick of 22 shells for 20 bucks, and go spend that time out at the range and work on your trigger control, and you know, 
set up an old coffee can out at 150 yards and try getting, you know, double taps on it, getting controlled pairs on that coffee can with that old Marlin 22 at 150 yards. You know, if you can do that, then, you know, getting getting double taps at that distance with an AR is nothing, especially with an AR with a good, you know, optical sight. Maybe instead of worrying about getting that new, that next new, you know, Brand X 1 to 10 power scope that's the new hotness, that's super awesome. It might be super awesome, but you might be better served spending that money on ammo and going out with your peep sighted or iron sighted lever action 3030 that's been sitting in the closet. If you can get good hits on a, on a, you know, six inch steel plate with that at 100 yards, Drilling stuff with your AR at 100 yards is no problem. Maybe you're better served doing that. Sometimes going to the old school is better. There's lessons to be learned there. There's fundamentals there. And then when we add the new stuff, when we add the new hot thing, it shouldn't be to cover up a deficiency. It should be to take the skills that we have and make us even more efficient. But if your skills and your fundamentals suck, then getting that new hot thing is just gonna, is just not gonna do much. Do you really need that new carry gun that takes the red dot sight? That takes the new, you know, red dot sight? Is that what you really need in your carry gun? Or you need to take your carry gun that you have and go buy a thousand rounds of nine millimeter and practice your draw at three yards, seven yards, 10 yards, 15 yards going back to the basics going back to the old school how about some old school failure drills instead of getting that new hot red dot sight on your carry gun how about just practicing your mozambique drill two to the chest one to the head two to the chest one to the head with a thousand rounds be honest is that going to make you more effective if you get in some kind of shooting at a gas station tomorrow practicing that thousand repetitions like that with thousand trigger pulls is that going to make you more effective or is that new red dot sight that you go out and put 50 rounds to because you spent, you know, five, six hundred dollars on that red dot? Which one of those is going to make you more effective? And if you're honest with yourself, you'll say, you know, the ammo will. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you've put no, if you've put the south thousand rounds this month through your carry gun and done those practices and done those failure drills and you're like, you know, I'm really getting to the point where... I've reached my limit with this, then put the red dot on it. Nothing wrong with the red dot. I'm not gonna, there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with the new school. But even then sometimes, turn off that red dot, get your co-witnessed iron sights and go back to the irons. Then when you pick back up the red dot, you'll be that much more faster and accurate. Old school doesn't just have to be with equipment either. Old school can be with your, with your practice, I mean, Instead of doing the new, you know, center axis relock John Wick drill, which is super cool, which is cool. Don't get me wrong. I do those too. Um, maybe just getting your AR and shooting groups, standing, sitting, kneeling, and prone. Maybe, maybe that's the drill you should be working on. Because if you can't shoot good slow, you're not going to shoot good fast. That's just a, a thing I've noticed teaching students over the year the years uh, of teaching you know people handgun rifle shotgun if you can't shoot good slow with the fundamentals you don't just automatically get better when you start dumping rounds fast 
the great shooter that looks super high speed, he's doing the fundamentals really well, quickly. But he still has to master those fundamentals. So instead of trying the new, you know, shooting on the move, you know, doing mag changes, which is a good skill to know and to practice, but have you practiced your ragged hole drill? That's super frustrating. If you've practiced a ragged hole drill at five yards, have you practiced it at 10 yards? Going back to the basics sometimes. Have you tried, you know, practicing your draw at 25 yards at a headshot? Just one slow, good draw. And then maybe two and three slow, good draws. Just back to the basics. Checking on your hand grip. Checking on your finger placement. Checking on your sight alignment, your sight picture, your trigger control. Going back and making sure your follow-through is good. Have you, have you gone back to the old school stuff? Back to what you did when you first learned to shoot hopefully the right way. Have you gone, when's the last time you went back and checked your natural point of aim? When's the last time you did that? I tell you what, I did that today. I went back and I was uh, uh, getting some data for my cold board dope on my SCAR 17, just where that first cold board shot is, because a lot of times your first shot is the most important shot. And I went back to natural point of aim and you know breath control and all that stuff the back to the basics and my first shot drilled the center of that target i mean i might make that the picture of today's show like it was as dead center as you could get without being a computer uh at the zero distance you know go go back to the basics they're the fundamentals for a reason I know marketing is great and I know new stuff is great and there's a place for new stuff and there's a place for innovation. But, uh, you know, if they got the new next hot, you know, I'm not, well, you know, I'll name drive. If, if you got the next new carry gun that's super compact but holds 15 rounds and you go buy that, is that really more important than taking the carry gun you have right now that holds seven rounds? And being able to get good hits with those first seven rounds. If you can't get good hits with those first seven rounds, those next seven rounds, they probably ain't helping you out a whole lot. Do you need to spend your time and money on that next new, you know, carry gun that's super tiny that holds a bunch of rounds? Or getting good hits with your first three rounds out of the holster with the carry gun that you have? Then once you're super good with that, then you judge, okay, is this next new, this next new carry gun going to help me? know maybe keeping that old you know car pm9 or whatever the model is for the compact nine i'm not super familiar with cars but that old car pm9 you've had for 15 years keeping that gun and spending a little bit of money on a couple bricks of 22 and taking out that old heritage rough rider or ruger single six that your dad gave you or that you've had for 20 years maybe taking that out and practicing your trigger control and your sight alignment with that Will make you better than getting the next new hot gun and then not having money for ammo or not having time to go out and practice with it. You know, maybe you're better served with that. Take the energy. Oh, you don't understand. You know, I need this new Glock 40 whatever. Do you really, or do you just need to brush up with the old Glock 19 you have? That's a Gen 3 that's doing just fine. But you don't understand. It's got a flared magwell. Well, that's great. But have you practiced mag changes a couple of times this week? Because unless you're really good at mag changes, mag wells do make a big difference when I have a mag well on my gun. But uh, what makes a much bigger difference is actually practicing your mag changes. If you're just going to get the gun because it's got a flare mag well, 
then you're not going to gain a whole lot. Because if your mag changes suck, that little bit of flare isn't going to help you much. You know, so do you really need that or do you need to go out and buy some ammo and practice your mag changes? You know, your shoot one, reload, shoot one with the Glock 19 that you have. Um, and there, there's a place for that, you know. I, uh, I have a Gen 5 Glock 17 and the reason I have it is, uh, I don't know whose hands they model those finger grooves on on the older generations, but it wasn't mine. My fingers are like right in the wrong spot all the time. For, for the older Glock. So the Gen 5 Glock, for me, those finger grooves, there's a time and a place to upgrade stuff. But know why you're doing it and, and uh, don't kid yourself as to thinking it's just going to... We have a bad habit here in America of trying to get hardware to fix a software problem. If your skill set's not great, getting that next new gadget may not fix it. Um, you know, I need to... Six fives everywhere, you know, six five, six five, everything six five Creedmoor, six five, I think PRC is a new hotness in the six five. Six five is great, but you know, six five isn't new. The six five by fifty five Swede is pretty much identical or very, very close ballistically to the six five Creedmoor. You know when the six five by fifty five Swede came out? In the eighteen hundreds. Literally the eighteen hundreds, and it's got pretty much the same ballistics as the six five Creedmoor. Just because it's got new marketing. You don't understand. It's so much better. It's it's got higher ballistic coefficient, higher sectional density than a 308. You know, it does. It does have those things. It is better. Um, but when's the last time you brushed off that old 308 bolt gun and took it out to four or five hundred yards and were missing because of wind drift? Because if you're not routinely doing that and missing because of wind drift, you're not gaining a whole lot by going to the 65 Creed more. You know. You know. Inside 500 yards, that 308 bolt is going to kill that elk just as dead as that 6.5 Creedmoor. Um, if you get to the point where you're shooting out past 500 yards and in windy canyons, um, then yeah, the 6.5 Creedmoor is going to buck that wind better. It's going to have a better ballistic coefficient, better sectional density. Um, but you might just want to buy some of your favorite hunting loads and practice your cold bore shots and your follow-up shots and your... You know, your bolt throw on your old 308 Savage Model 110 that you've had for forever. Because there are a few situations where you might get that deer with the 6.5 Creedmoor where you wouldn't get it with a 308, but not a ton. Maybe practice, you know, practice with your old 10 and 22, you know, getting down behind a rock and uh, getting in a good supported kneeling position and getting some good hits on a steel target at 50 yards. That might practically uh, do you better in your next hunting season than spending all that money on the 6.5 Creedmoor. And like I said, it's a great round. There's nothing wrong with it. So in conclusion, I don't want you to misunderstand. I'm not telling you to go and change your carry gun to a 45, you know, you know, Colt Peacemaker. That's that's not what I'm trying to tell you here. I'm not telling you to get rid of your AR and carry a... Uh, you know, single shot 4570 behind the seat of your car. That's that's not what I'm telling you. Um, I'm telling you, you know, don't think that you need the next new hot thing. Use the best that you can and don't think because something brand new comes out that the old thing is better. Yeah, sometimes things become obsolete and outdated. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't learn from them. Um, you know... Use the best tool you can, but sometimes you go into the older school, more difficult stuff, and practicing practicing with it makes you better. Than when you go to the new technology, you really appreciate it that much more. Um, 
you know, getting good, good follow-up shots with a bolt action, you know, if you can apply those fundamentals after you're taking your hand off the gun and getting a good proper grip and finger placement and getting those good follow-up shots, doing it with an AR where you just keep the gun right there on target is much easier. Um, so use the best equipment that you can get. I'm not saying that, you know, uh, Wyatt Earp, uh, if he could have used a Glock 19, he would have, and you might think, oh, that's heresy, but I tell you what, he used the best revolvers that were around at the time. He didn't go, you know, he didn't go into a gunfight with an old flintlock trapper gun that they had 100 years ago, and I'm not advising you to, you know, go into a gunfight with something that's 100 years old and outdated, um, but, uh, he used the best tool that he had for the job, but tools alone don't win the gunfight. You do, and, uh, Use the tools that you have and master those. And sometimes stepping back and going to the old school, brushing off that old Ruger 1022, that old Marlin Lever Action 3030, that old just today and the la- and uh, yesterday I was out shooting old single shot 22 break action. You break it open and put one shell in at a time, and that uh, really does help your fundamentals. Um, so in conclusion, uh, don't be afraid to step back and go old school sometimes. Thanks and have a blessed day. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.